canceled uh we're back jake flores is here say hi hi hey you were talking to them uh, i'm talking to everybody say uh, hi right now uh we're marathoning these jake's only in town for like a week so we're gonna plow through a lot of these in a row um jake you're in town to do fun 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 fest or are you just hanging out uh yeah i'm just kind of in town i'm doing some stuff on fun fest on nights right on and uh you know, just kind of wanted to come down and hang out and do a month slug tonight. So, uh, this, but that's, yeah, there's this, no way to. This is definitely not going to be out. Yes, that definitely already <laughs> happened. Yeah, uh, great show, by the way. It was a fantastic night. I can't I, believe that guy pulled his dick out. That's crazy. Uh, I can't believe I did that either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're watching Cowboy Bebop. We are up to episodes four, five, and six, or should I say sessions four, five, and six? There you go. Uh, we're getting fucking deep, man. This episode is fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> episode yeah. four is fucking strange. Gateway shuffle. I just yeah. want to make a quick note about something from the last episode. Sure. When you were talking about how freaked out you were watching uh, Spike kind of jump through zero gravity. Yeah. That's because you have that thing where when you watch people underwater in movies, you hold your breath with them. That's a thousand percent accurate. All right. That's what it was. I was like, oh, that's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Space is freaky. You could fly off into. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And cool. he just does. That's a, that's a thing where he like that sort of like physical specimenness of him where he's like this extreme fucking martial art, whatever. All right. Where he just would. He just does shit like that. Like he just like, oh, I'll just dive off this ship onto that ship. No big deal i don't need a fucking rope or anything like at least have a rope yeah. you know what i mean yeah i think they have magnets on their they have magnets on their shoes but the thing is like all right so that holds you onto the ship but then he just like unmagnetizes himself and jumps to the other ship but what the like just you have a rope man like what the fuck you're in space he yeah. throws a dude off the ship and kills him that way like oh. that could be you don't don't go in there uh don't go okay in there. so episode four or session four gateway shuffle it's fucking weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's super weird. I'm gonna just crack this one open from the get go. All right, this is a huge reference to Twelve Monkeys. Have you ever seen Twelve Monkeys? Sure. Uh, obviously, Twelve Monkeys is about a, a virus that you know would wipe right, out most people or whatever. Yeah. Um, this one literally turns them into monkeys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's also <laughs> about eco terrorists. It very much is about eco terrorists, and like that's what's weird to me, at least, is like. There's not the, the bad guys in this are. This is the first time where the bad guy isn't just a thief or a whatever. They're terrorists, but they're also like they're right, except they're crazy. Like so, they, so there's a so they're on. The, it starts with them in this restaurant that serves sea rat, and it's like the it's a it's a great delicacy. Although it's not, it's just a thing that like they they had a ton of, and they made up a way of like promoting it to be this delicacy so people right. they charge a ton of money for it so people fucking like eat it as a status symbol and it tastes terrible apparently this is a really clever joke on the show's part in that um 
Some people think this episode's like, oh, it's a reference to the Japanese whaling industry or whatever. But this thing about the sea rat, how about how it's actually garbage, yeah. but they manage a way to market it to where it's a delicacy. Right. That, in real life, happened with lobster. Yeah, yeah, because lobster was just fucking sea rot. They used to feed it in America. They feed it to prisoners. Yeah, and then yeah. some somebody who sold lobster figured out you could sell it as a delicacy because rich people are crazy and they don't want to eat good soul food. They right, right, right. Eyeballs of the animals and shit. So, uh, so there's a moment where they're in the restaurant and uh, somebody orders... Sea rat and uh, Spike's like gross. I'll take a lobster. Yeah, 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 yeah. He does, yeah he he orders like lobster uh, miso stew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as opposed to how because they flat out say like sea rat tastes like shit or whatever. Yeah, but uh, it's the, it's the same thing. He's just like oh no no I don't want trash I want yeah. garbage you know. And they're there to like they're running they're getting a bounty they're picking up some low level criminals there. At which point, this, there's this table with this fucking crazy looking woman. She looks like fucking Cruella DeVille, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and her sons, they're all her sons somehow, because they all call her mom, even though they all look different. I think it's just a gang that calls their mom or something. There's a really similar thing going on with the mom character in Futurama. And yeah. I don't know oh, she does look like the woman who makes Slurm. It's she the, looks like yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the same. It's really similar. I'm like, I wonder if they both drew from something else. I'm, I think they all drew from Cruella. Will Deville. They all took from the bad guy from 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so they're like they're so they're watching their bounty. The mom and the gang are at the other table. At which point they the mom and the gang like the gang puts on these fucking weird rabbit masks. <laughs> And then they walk over to the guy who's eating sea rat. I think those are supposed to be sea rat masks. Oh, I couldn't fucking tell what a sea rat looks like. But they, whatever the fuck they are. Yeah. And they have like a like a t-shirts and they all get up. And then they walk over there and go like, you shouldn't eat sea rat. It's, it's whatever. And the guy's like, oh, I'll do what I want. They shoot him in the fucking face and proceed to just massacre everyone in the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, they shoot yeah. like 30 fucking people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, which, and then they throw what I thought was a grenade, but it turns out to just show like a like a video of like we're the sea uh, uh, sea warriors and we're right. going to protect the sea rat or whatever. Yeah, they're eco terrorists. Like yeah, PETA essentially or something like that. But like even PETA doesn't slaughter fucking a restaurant full of people <laughs> over sea rat. Like like that's this show is like uh, it's totally fine with uh, with uh, like. What's the word? Collateral damage. Like, yeah, yeah. if you're just a person around, you're probably going to die. Like, you're probably <laughs> just there to get shot. There That's are, unfortunate. There are a lot of, like, stormtrooper type of deaths. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There's also, you know, the kind of rule in the, the show where if fast jazz is playing, you can just die and it doesn't matter. If dramatic music is playing, it's the it's most like dramatic. It's like a serious, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just, that's the fucking god of the show is the soundtrack, essentially. Um, yeah. No, it's yeah, and weird. they do that too. And like, it's not just, even with the action, I know you say like they, they, they kick in the bebop for the action, but it's not always bebop. Sometimes it's just like, like weird, like, Carnival music, not even carnival music, but there'll be like a like a like a sing like a singer, and it'll be like a re- like a ballad playing while a thousand people are getting shot. Like they, it's like they they do this weird thing where the music doesn't always match the action. There's a reason for that, and I know exactly what you're talking about. That's the next episode, and I'll uh, I'll get into that when we get into okay, that one. Fair enough. This one it's still pretty straightforward. Where they're yeah. like, uh, there's a lot of like crazy uh, drumming, just weird. Sure. Toms yeah. Yeah. And shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't really place exactly what the toms are supposed to mean, but that happens a lot throughout the show when they're just trying to build tension for these sorts of episodes, these like campy action episodes. Um, let's see. Uh, her name's Twinkle Maria Murdoch. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Something I notice is weird here is that, like one of the things that really bugs the shit out of me about sci-fi is, and this is a couple episodes back, somebody goes like, ah, oh, frack that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, oh, is this going to be like a censored thing where they say frack? Uh, you know, to like Battlestar Galactica style or whatever. They full on curse in the other episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Somebody says shit here at some point. Spike just goes, ah, shit. And it's like, well, you say shit and frack? Like, what is your game? Why? Uh, maybe like that one episode was for all audiences or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. But it goes back to being adult, which I like because, uh, you know, sure, fuck, fuck frack. <laughs> uh, there's a weird like, there's a mi- obviously this shows a mix of like sci-fi, western, kung fu, whatever. Yeah. But then there's like politics involved too, particularly in this episode where, uh, so so Jet and Spike capture her, uh, the the mom character uh, who doesn't seem to be that upset. Like she's like, all right, just they'll, they gotta take me. Don't worry about it. Right. And it's because she has this fucking trump card of the monkey business virus called monkey business is the name of the virus. Uh, that they're basically holding this planet hostage. They've told the government, like, if they don't get my mom back and do all this other shit, we're going to release this this virus that's going right. to turn everyone back into monkeys. Uh, at which point, this is where we meet Faye back again, because Faye is, like, sitting in space in a ship with no... Her, she's run out of fuel, and she's like, people are passing by, and she's like, oh, please help drag me back to whatever. Uh, she finds this guy who's, like, on death's door. He's dying, but he has this thing... Which turns out to be the virus, I'm assuming. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is the thing that Spike is trying to fucking shoot open. Right. Like, <laughs> like the guy who's dying is like, take this case to the ISS or whatever. Right, like, the it's the most forces. dangerous thing in the universe. She's like, he's like, just don't touch, don't open the case to Faye. So immediately Faye's like, gotta open this case. Right. Uh, which, I, I don't know. Like, if you find a guy whose dying words are don't open the case, trust him. Yeah, but the the characters are kind of like Seinfeldian. Yeah, in this sense, <laughs> they're just dicks. They are kind of dicks. <laughs> uh, so she opens the thing, and it's this vial. Like it's a thing. It's holding this vial. Spike eventually shoots it open. Um, well, she, she gets that happens because the next person she flags down is the Bebop, right? Because she's, you know, there's another, because she's still out of gas. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So she flags down the next person. And it's, like, oh, it's shit, it's, it's them. It's Spike and Jet. Uh, so they cat, they pan cover because she stole all their money in the last go around, and she's got a huge bounty on her still, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, they they thought this woman had like a $30 million bounty on her, but the government has take, rescinded the bounty because they have to give her back because of this virus hostage situation. Uh, I fucking. I really enjoy every once in a while the mom just starts singing like a crazy person <laughs> yeah. and like her eyes get all it's like it's weird like there this episode I felt like really cranked up the weird yeah uh, in, in an interesting way like it's fun to watch but like I'm not sure why out of nowhere she just like she just starts like every once in a while she'll just sing a line and she also has a thing where she uh, she definitely. Uh, does an anime moment where like a line is just like a weirdly read or whatever. Mm-hmm. At one point she goes, "Now you understand, huh?" Like, <laughs> like it's like that. Huh is so long and weird. Yeah, uh, a thing about the like the voice acting in the show is that you know it was the show exists in Japan, and then when they sure. ported it out to the U.S., uh, it was really popular. And the, part of it was because the voice actors that play the main parts are like really good. Yeah, for like, sure. 
it, you can ruin a show like this if everyone sounds all dumb and you know like they rushed it or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. They're quite good. And, like they make, they make the lines play out pretty well, but there's just weird parts like that, like we were talking about with her doing that weird anime move, and also with every once in a while, just like exposition in like between henchmen or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have the poison? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It really takes me out of it. Uh, but she's great. One of the things she sings is she goes, well, I'll make monkeys out of you all. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shooting a bunch of people. Uh, um, yeah, it's just a weird, like the episode's good. It, I like that the government is totally about to sell them that. Like, so they're, it, it ends with them, like the, they're going to release the virus anyway, turn everybody into monkeys, but they're like stuck in this hyperspace gate, which is like a, like a wormhole, I'm guessing it's hard to describe. Like the hyperspace gates have like ex- have been in a few episodes so far. And yeah, it, they're just kind of referenced without really telling you what they are. You, yeah, you kind of get like a little bit of context here and there. And I think what you're supposed to understand is that like at some point, this show takes place in 2071 supposedly or whatever. And so uh, at some point, they kind of changed all the whole universe by setting up this like wormhole technology thing that serves as like highways, basically. Right, right, right. Throughout like uh, you know. The solar system. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so they're shooting this monkey, this monkey virus through the through the gates. Spike fucking chases it down. He's going to shoot down the missiles. Right. He misses one of them, but then she, uh, Faye, agrees to help for like sixty percent of the take or whatever. She flies in, fucking shoots the other missile. But at which point, the government is like, "Fuck them! We're just going to close the fucking hyper the hyper gates and leave yeah, them yeah. fucking trapped in there." Uh, they make it out at the last second, but the bad guys don't. That move I really enjoyed is like they they have to like slam on the brakes or some shit. The bad guys, at which point the vial of the virus comes floating out of her yeah. pocket, <laughs> and like she's like what? And it's like dude, a flashback of uh, of Spike just sort of like sticking the the thing right. in her pocket, they like do, like, like a Kaiser Soze thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or... And I'm like, but what? Like, I'm not sure he knew at that point what it was even. Like, I don't know how he would know that thing was the virus at that point. I, there's a lot of shit with him where, like, it uh, it reveals, you know, at the end of the episode that he had figured it out at some yeah, point. Yeah, they kinda, yeah, They yeah. kind of make a little Columbo out of him sometimes, <laughs> you know? And I think that's what that's supposed to be. Right. Like, he's still playing dumb. Like, he is dumb, and then he seamlessly shifts to playing dumb. Meanwhile, figured it out and stuck the thing in her pocket. Um, And then, yeah, that whole cool scene goes down where they clearly turn into monkeys or whatever. Um, and then there's this thing that happens after when they make it out of the hyperspace gate, they're like floating there. Right. And the ghosts of these missiles go flying past them. Right. And Faye freaks out. Right. Because, uh, you know, it's, she doesn't understand what's yeah, happening. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Jet goes, didn't you pay attention in high school? Uh, don't you know this is like common 101 physics right the, you know the, the the whatever ghost of a thing that yeah if something went through hyperspace you can still see it but you can't interact with it because it doesn't exist on this plane or right such. that's super important that it you don't it won't make sense yet okay but that like once you figure out what her backstory is that all makes okay because i was there like they he's it was such an offhanded bit it felt kind of clunky yeah because it's such like a this is exposition but it didn't connect to anything, so I was right. just like, I, I, it didn't, yeah, that was weird. So it's interesting to know if that's going to come back. This show has, like, two battling thematic things or di- directorial things, and one of them is the you-don't-need-to-know-the-entire-story-noir thing. Right. The other thing is the, like, Kubrick-like attention to details like that. Uh-huh. Like, a bunch of details like that 
actually mean something, even though they seem like they fucking totally don't. Right on. Well, so, that's good to know. Yeah, that's really cool. I noticed that when I was watching this time. I was like, oh, those clever motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. That's very interesting. Um, all right. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say about Gateway Shuffle. Yeah, I mean, it was a good episode. I like. I like. It's a. It's a really strong standalone episode, from right. what I can tell. Like, I enjoy the villain. Uh, that fucking it, the the weirdness of it. Like those weird sea rat masks are just creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that she's gonna pun- at one point like one of her sons is messed up and she's supposed to he's supposed to get his punishment and that punishment is being turned back into a fucking monkey <laughs> yeah. like it's yeah. fucking yeah what a psycho it's, she's yeah it's a complete psychopath yeah uh, that leads us into up to this point my favorite episode yeah this episode is super weird uh, session five ballad, ballad f- for fallen angels right fallen angels is an Aerosmith song which is a ballad. Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh there was, okay. All right. So up until like maybe the second or third time I watched the show, I kind of was of the opinion that like the genius of the show was that it was uh a like community Dan Harmon-esque genre bending right. commentary on like the structure of the episodes and I actually thought that the main storyline was the worst part, like the most boring part. Because it was so hard to follow, and, uh, you know, in this episode, it's just kind of like the pacing can be a little slow and uh, whatever. I changed my mind mostly when I read up on just how much shit is going on in this episode. Okay. Um, all right, where do we start? Well, we start, for me, with the fact that this episode is the reveal of what the fuck that initial montage in the very first episode was right in the very first the very first episode starts with that montage of like a flower and a puddle and blood and broken glass and all of that like comes back finally five episodes later uh i i I was like oh I, i was very happy for the payoff of like starting to get some of spike's background uh, somewhat like we find out here that spike used to work for the criminal syndicates on some right, level right um it opens with like these two mafia like like you know japanese crime syndicate bosses having this meeting uh at which point one of them is kidnapped or killed by this weird guy with a fucking bird oh okay i remember yeah yeah right that guy being vicious vicious is his name we find out Right, uh, but he's like got a sword and a crow. Yeah, he's the most anime part of this whole show. Uh, yeah, he is very anime. He looks like Vampire Hunter D. That's right, what a reference right. I remember. I remember that show. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah. So it turns out the guy who got killed is an old friend of Spikes from his fucking like syndicate days or whatever. Right, right, which right, right. We still don't really like. That's really all we know is that he used to work for this crime center. We don't know what he did, yeah. how he got out. He's got a checkered past. He definitely has a checkered past. Um, and it turns out that Vicious was his old was like a friend of his. They were buddies. They worked together back right. in the day. That's a, in that montage. There's a shot of like the two of them back to back with guns. Right, right. And then uh, I, I think they explain this to some extent, or at least allude to it. Something happened with this woman, Julia. Right, it's alluded to. Obviously, there was some falling out with a woman, yeah. and it's all done with these like, just like shots of flashbacks, but no dialogue really. Just sort of like still Im- or like images of like this woman, and then the two of them playing pool or whatever. Like, 
and then being like having each other's back in these gunfights and whatnot. Right, right, um, right. Jet does not want to go down there, but Spike's like, I have to. I have to go fucking pay a debt or whatever. Uh, Faye has... I like that Faye is like just bullied her way into being part of this group who doesn't want her there. Right, right, uh, right. But she's not leaving. She's yeah. still on the boat. They kind of uh, can't get rid of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She keeps like interjecting and helping from time to time. Uh, she goes... I, I enjoyed very much her bullshitting her way into the opera. Yeah. Like she goes down to this opera to find this boss guy. And uh, she just, like, the guy's like, oh, she's like, ticket, please? And she's like, oh, I don't have a ticket. Uh, but you know who, like, and she's like, well, I can't let you in. And she's like, well, then he's going to be very upset. You know who I mean, box one or whatever yeah, the fuck. Yeah, and the guy's yeah, like, yeah. oh, oh, okay. Yeah. It's just, just complete horseshit. Like, she's just, like, that's a thing that they were sort of bringing with that character of, like, this, like, con man-esque right, sort of right. thing that she's doing. Yeah, she's a bullshitter. And then it backfires when somebody comes up there and they're like oh you're coming up yeah you know? yeah yeah and it's a fucking corpse just sitting there waiting for her. right that's from marathon man uh somebody pointed out i might have to go back and rewatch that mm. um i think that might also be from the godfather it's uh it's a thing um anyway so yeah she ends up in the in the, in the box with mao yenrai and that's the guy who the bounty was on right uh, so he's dead. Yeah, yeah. The, it's just his corpse propped up watching the fucking opera, which I it was like quite a good reveal. Like that reveal was fucking awesomely done. Yeah, super weird. And they're playing Ave Maria, which is like a funeral song. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Presumably on purpose, just to create this weird atmosphere or whatever. It's just a crazy moment. Like, if you're gonna set up this trap, right? You're, which is obviously what Vicious has done here. He knows, like, that's who the bounty's on. They know, he knows, like, putting that guy there is going to draw a spike in or whatever. Right. So even if you're going to make the trap, you go all the way of, like, <laughs> sneaking a corpse into the... <laughs> yeah. Just have, like, a guy in his hat. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> well, like, if you're a you guy... got a Weekends at Bernie's, this dude? <laughs> like, that's a fucking extreme trap. Right, but if you're a guy who walks around with a fucking vulture on your shoulder... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. point. That's, uh, I guess, your, your jam. You have a flair for the... Uh, dramatic or whatever, you know. Um, the other thing that happens while this is happening is that Spike goes and visits his old. Uh, he used to work with this chick that runs like a bar or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the hefty chick with the kids. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, the the black kid, the two kids that she catches stealing porn from her shop. One, <laughs> of, one of them is uh, supposed to be this other character that's introduced later that they just changed to a white girl for some reason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they originally it was good. They're gonna have a little black kid on the boat. Um, right. But uh, no, no longer anyway. Um, so yeah, you find out that they're old comrades, and they're you know, there's kind of this running theme with Spike where he's he was always like, I died once before, and then like when he sees her, she's like, I last time I saw you, you were dead. dead. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. She's like, you died three years ago. He's like, well, I'm alive, and she's like, that's not how it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's a, again, it's a lot of these like little reveals about what's going on with him without actually... They feel like reveals, but you don't actually learn anything. Right, like, right. He died three years ago. Okay, how? What? Huh? Like, give me something. No, we're just... She's like mad. She's mad at him, but she's still willing to help. There's obviously a past there that's not really well explained, yeah. but it's clearly purposely done that way and, and you know, for uh, done well. It's interesting. Yeah, I think that's why I was so frustrated the first couple times I watched this when I just got lost and... uh didn't realize. Oh, you gotta go. You gotta piece Delvin. it all together. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. At the end or whatever. Um, all right. So from this point, what leads us into this fight? Because I have a lot to say about this fight. Okay, we'll get to the fight. 
Uh, she goes. She gets caught in the trap at the opera. Right. Vicious takes her. He goes. Uh, Spike goes to rescue her at the church or whatever, and that's where the fight kind of starts. Uh, he, the guy's like, let her go. He's pointing a gun at the guy. I thought it was fucking awesome. He's like pointing his gun at the guy, and the guy's like, all right, drop your gun, or you know what happens to her. And Spike just fucking shoots him in the face. <laughs> yeah. uh, and like blood splatters on fucking face, face, and whatnot. And then it's like a massive, but what's crazy is like that would work if there's just you and the bad guy holding a hostage, right? So the bad guy's holding a hostage, you shoot the bad guy, problem solved. He's got, like, nine other bad guys. So he yeah. shoots him, and then everybody just starts machine-gunning at them. Right. They're running for their fucking lives. I was like, Spike, you're not thinking this through. Uh, Yeah, okay, so that's partially because he is, you know, oh, he's a badass. And also, right. he's kind of uh, an asshole, and he doesn't care, whatever. Yeah. Other, But the main reason that this is kind of nonsensical and ridiculous is that uh, Watanabe Shinichiro is really into John Woo. Sure. And, oh, uh, fucking obviously. Have, like, this whole shootout is full of such John Woo, like, the Mexican standoffs and the fucking doves and the feathers and, like, all that shit is very John Woo. Yeah. And specifically, there's this movie called uh, The Killer. Sure. Came out in 1989. Yeah, I know the movie well. Um, I would seen, I think I saw it a long time ago. I'm, I really want to go back and rewatch it because it's I, was, awesome. I was reading about how this is based on uh, The Killer. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll just get a taste for it. I looked up the trailer. The trailer to the killer is so fucking over the top crazy. <laughs> Two hundred people die in a minute long trailer. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. Japanese guys in tuxedos just it's blah, blah yeah. just getting shot in midair while jumping out of cars and shit. Fuck yeah, it is. There's a a, a fucking statue of uh, the Virgin Mary that just explodes in the middle of it, <laughs> presumably because of machine guns and shit. Um, and so that's what's going on here is that the this is the direct homage to the end of that movie that takes place in, in a uh, in a in a church, church yeah. a cathedral or whatever. Um, but the the, uh, the shots in that movie look kind of shitty, so it's actually kind of cool that they got to animate this and yeah, 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 yeah make it look better, make it crazy. But I think it's interesting that they didn't murder two like hundred people in a row. Like right, that, right, 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 right. Because it eventually gets down to being a little bit more subtle when it gets down to the showdown between Spike vicious and, and vicious. vicious. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of cool what's going on here, but it the anime ish dialogue that happens between them. It, to me, it was like a little bit. It made me cringe. I wrote it down. Uh, this is Spike and Vicious about to fight. When angels are forced out of heaven, they become devils. <laughs> I'm just watching a bad dream I'll never wake up from. I'll wake you up right now. It just goes on and on oh, and on. Like man, that. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's just like, dude. I, I, I guess I'm like, I didn't notice that being so terrible until you just read it. <laughs> uh, I think just because like I was genuinely very pulled into that the story sure, at that moment, sure. like. I'm into. I want to know what's going on with Spike. I want to know that backstory. I'm getting that from this episode a little bit at least. Vicious, while being a super anime villain, is pretty cool. He's like, pretty good. He's, he's he's the first guy that's like been a real threat to Spike. Yeah, yeah. Like physically and, and like who can actually hold like might actually be able to kill Spike. So I, there were some real stakes. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, so I enjoyed that. I uh, there's definitely a moment where he fucking stabs. Like, he, he stabs that sword into Spike, and then Spike shoots him, and that causes the sword to, like, cut up through his shoulder and shit. And I'm like, gee, like, 
Spike has this thing where he just has, I don't know if it's because he's already died. He just has zero regard for his own body. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, like, it go, uh, back to what I was saying about the initial standoff, a normal person would go, oh, there's eight guys standing above me with machine guns. I probably shouldn't shoot this dude and then hope I can run away. Uh, Spike doesn't have that. Spike's just like, whatever, I'll get shot. Yeah, I know. He's completely reckless abandon. Uh, and fucking Soda's vicious, really, because like, one of the things I like about this is that he brings a sword to a literal <laughs> gunfight. Yeah. Literally brings a knife to a gunfight. Very true. And kicks ass with it, you know? Um, some of this fight is also apparently directly referenced to uh, some taxi driver shit. Uh, I'm going to have to go back and look that up and see yeah, if yeah. there's actually the shot for shot. Um, but, okay, so the other thing is uh, the music, right? So There's that music box music going on. It's very weird. Well, the, the beginning, okay, so when he's walking into the church, there's that weird ballad, uh, you know, with organ shit going on. Um, this whole, the soundtrack to this show is done by... Uh, this woman named Yoko Kano. She has a band called The Seatbelts. Okay. And um, there's uh, there's there's like there's a story. Of, they they purposely like wanted to go with this weird like J poppy thing to uh, to contrast against what was about to happen with all this violence uh, because that's a thing that happens in in John Woo's The Killer a lot. I forgot mm-hmm. to mention in that trailer, it's all like ballet music and shit yeah, yeah, yeah. juxtaposed he's, with he's the king of doing that shit like if you see face off he has a giant set piece <laughs> set to fucking uh, somewhere over the rainbow so yeah yeah, yeah and it's like I don't know I mean there's an extent to which I watch that shit I'm like I get it but on the other hand it is a really fucking cool device uh, just you know the slow motion and the juxtaposition of the, all the, the the violence and the weird ballet and shit um, then uh Let's see, where, where, is this the one where somebody whistles? No, this is not it. Okay, um, oh, this is actually a note about the first episode. There's, there's whistling that happens in the first episode, which, uh, they fucking forced the, uh, the vocalist to improvise, like, <laughs> and it was this huge stressful, like, thing where they freaked the person out, but they ended up getting this great performance out of them. Um, anyway, back to this, um, so this whole thing culminates with, uh, Spike being pushed through this stained glass window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And falling in slow motion while this weird... Crazy slow motion, by the way. Like, to the point where, like, so he falls, and he's fallen, and he's fallen, and then it's revealed that, like, uh, he's thrown a grenade into the window as he's fallen back, so that's supposed to take out Vicious or whatever. Yeah. um, Which we don't actually see. So I'm assuming he didn't. Like... Right. Uh... But that slow motion of that fall takes like two <laughs> minutes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's super slow. And the whole time this eerie song is playing, uh, it's called Green Bird. I looked it up one time. Uh, I learned to play it on a piano. Uh, I don't know. I was obsessed with it. Um, so yeah. So then something happens where uh, he he you know he's falling, he's falling, and as he's falling, he's having these flashbacks to uh, Julia, his weird jilted ex lover or whatever. Um, and, uh, then, you know, he blacks out, right? Mm. And he wakes up and, uh, he's like, uh, he's having a hallucination where Julie, like he's laying in bed. He's laying up and Julia's taking care of him, yeah. Julia's humming this song, right? And, uh, then his eyes close and they open back up and it's Faye. Yeah, he's back in real world. Faye is humming the same song and he's like, you sing off key and she fucking hits him with a pillow or whatever. Yeah. Um... That song is from a really obscure Sam Cooke recording, 
where someone asks him, uh, like, it's an interview. Yeah. Where they're, like, saying, what is a soul? Like, what does a soul represent? And then that's right. what the thing is titled. And he just freestyles that. Super weird, obscure yeah, yeah, reference. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. like, not even a popular thing the, or whatever. But right. I looked it up. It's the same fucking tune. Wow. Really weird, right? Um, the other thing about this, when he fucking falls out of that window and, like, you know, uh, uh, he the next thing we know he's laying on the bebop and he's a mummy he's covered in like rags or whatever yeah 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 he's uh, completely fucking he's like a full body cast because he fell out of a fucking like <laughs> four story window yeah he fell out of a four story window he didn't die but he got yeah 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 wrecked really bad um we could just sort of like let this exist in the weird reality of the show where we have to just take whatever it tells us as gospel people got kind of annoyed with this on the internet so like you know, people would argue about like how did it, how did he live through it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, some people say because this whole thing goes down on Mars that the gravity is different. <laughs> Jesus, so yeah, you yeah, could, yeah. like theoretically <laughs> fall from a huge window or whatever. Um, but it's just nonsense. Yeah, Adult Swim did an, uh, an ask me anything about it or whatever, just about the show. Or, right. Uh, some someone involved in creating this. Yeah, no, it was yeah. Adult Swim. I remember because they had the great answer. Uh, people were like. How does he survive the fucking fall through the window? And Adult Swim's answer was, he was falling in slow motion. Uh, <laughs> like, sure, that the, makes sense. The yeah. scene was shot in regular motion. That's just how he was falling, or whatever. Um, There's, there was something interesting I thought in this about this episode that, for starters, it's really the first episode where Spike kills anybody. Spike has, like... He like has been shot at a shit ton and will just karate you know, jump kick him or whatever. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he'll yeah. he'll just kung fu everybody. But this is the first episode where he's just shooting people in the fucking face, uh, and like like super business like business like you know what I mean? Like he's just like fucking like not not playing. He, right. This is the first time he's actually ever shot anybody. I thought that was an interesting take. And then also the fight scenes in this the big action piece. They're always been set to music, right? They're, they, you know, it's always been a jazz. Right. No music here. It's oh, right yeah, before yeah. and right after. Yeah. It's not right in the in the moment. You know what I mean? Right. Which I thought was interesting. I also made a note. There's no jazz in this episode because jazz is always when they're having a wacky fucking yeah yeah, 80s yeah. comedy kung fu thing. Yeah right? yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. This is a much more like serious episode and I, and therefore I think I like it better and yeah. not that I don't like the, the goofy and sort of wackiness of the other ones but like I'm just more emotionally invested I think in this episode right also but the weird thing is like I don't if this was the first episode I don't know how much I would like the show right yeah for sure it's got a build to this absolutely yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 the shift is really cool um oh I think we just got cut out of the first thing but this actually comes back so I should make note of it here in the first episode we meet uh, Laughing Bull, that weird Indian who yeah, 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 yeah. looks like a stereotype caricature of an Indian, but it's actually literally drawn after Sitting Bull. Right. Uh, and Sitting Bull gives this weird um, omen to Spike and says, uh, you know, you'll find the, the, the criminal guy over here in the Zona Norte. And then the second party tells him, which that turns out to be true. And the second thing he tells him is, uh, a woman killed you once before, you'll meet another woman, uh, and she'll kill you again, or something weird along those lines. Um so that's interesting because this ends with this dichotomy between uh, Julia, the previous one, and Faye. And now yeah. this Faye is like this, you know, sort of ghost of Christmas present for him. Right. He's very annoyed that she's on the pole. That she's there, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He met her by flirting with her, though. Like, there's still something there, or whatever. Sure. But he's just like, you know, 
living in kind of like a weird purgatory. Like everybody in this in the story is kind of like uh, kind of living in that area where they're like, oh, I have this past life, and that's what's really important. This is just I'm just fucking around until I die. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting for sure. Uh, I feel like the next episode is also a more serious episode while still being weird. Like it's, it's definitely not this, it's not backstory or whatever, yeah. but it just has a more serious tone and a, fu- again, a fucking weird tone. Uh, it's, it's, it's session six is sympathy for the devil, which I, we all know that song. Right, uh-huh. right. It's a fucking weird. All right. So they're trying to, there's another bounty, right? Uh, they're gonna fucking. There's this like eight year old harmonica prodigy. Um, by the way, I watched it, it like it turned into blues. It's like a blues episode. It's supposed right, to jazz. Right, yeah, it's all- uh, so he's like a blues harmonica prodigy, and they're watching. And fucking at one point, Spike says to uh, Spike says to Jet, like, I didn't know you like blues. I thought you like jazz. And Jet says, uh, I got it written down. Jet says to him. I was in the blues since the day the doctor smacked my butt on the day I was born. And I'm like, what? And then the next guy, like, he Jet then meets a friend of his. And the guy's like, oh, I've been in the blues since when I was in my daddy's sack, if you know what I mean. Like, it's like these weird, you know what I mean? Like, I just didn't catch that. Yeah. 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 They're both trying to, like, blackify. It's just strange. They're just uh, their dads, you know, they're just shitty old men. Yeah, yeah, which they definitely are. That and that's uh, that's played up at some point throughout the the show. The the fact that he's like he's their father, basically, and right? Just kind of, he's kind of a dork too. Uh, but yeah, they're uh, they're <laughs> they're looking for this bounty, and then uh, Spike's like, "Oh, great, the fatty guys over there. You gotta go distract him." Which is another bounty hunter. Right. They just know him from. Well, yeah. I'm sure they run in similar circles, right? They're both yeah. bounty hunters. Um, I mean, it turns out the fucking bounty of the week this time is like, it's like a switcheroo where he's trying to rescue the kid from the manager. Right. But then it turns out that the kid isn't a kid. He's a fucking weird, ageless fucking guy because of when there was like the, the, the hyper gate exploded or whatever. Yeah. So it took me, yeah, it took me a minute to piece this together. Um, but basically what I think we're supposed to understand at this point is that this kid lived on the moon. The moon was like, you could live on the moon. Right. Yeah. Um, there was just cities and stuff. There's like a flashback that shows what happened. Yeah. Like, uh, and then when they started setting up these hyperspace gates and shit, the whole, you know, traveling system, um, one of them that was too close to earth crashed into the moon in this universe. The moon blew up. Right. There's no more moon. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, you know, he somehow... Apparently everybody on the moon died except for this kid. Yeah. Who was... Who became trapped at that age. He doesn't get any older and he can't die. Yeah. Um, Which is uh, the song Sympathy for the Devil. Right. They talk about the devil. It's a song from the devil's perspective. That's and amazing. he's like, I've seen, you know, civilizations come and go. Yeah, blah, yeah. Blah. It's all about that, right? Speaking of, uh, we had said before about Faye and the over-sexualization of her. I feel like this episode, they fucking crank it up a bit. 
it opens with her like she's walking around. She's trying to find some food. She opens the fridge, and the only thing there is a can of dog food, which she then eats, <laughs> which is yeah. fucking gross. And then she's like, which is the hind. She's like, ah, you got to hunt for, you got to earn your keep or whatever. Yeah, yeah she eats Heinz food. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is just like a bitch. Like that's the thing about these shows. All, they're all kind of dicks, yeah. and like that's a real dick move. You ate dog food <laughs> to to prove a point to a dog. Yeah. Like this, you're a fucking asshole. You can't be enjoying the dog food. No, uh, but but the, the oversexualization part. She's like bent over in the fridge, and it's just this cleavage shot of just these giant boobs hanging in this towel, and it's like that is kind of gross yeah only not gross like uh but like creepy yeah but only because like it's a cartoon like if i was watching a real movie and it was so i'd be like oh nice titties but yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. the fact that it's a drawing i'm like oh you you made that happen you know <laughs> like yeah. uh he uh so so it's like this whole episode is like switcheroos so first they're gonna kidnap. They're going down to get this bounty, right? Because they're gonna get a bad guy. Oh, but the ba- the bounty's not a bad guy. He's actually a bounty hunter, and he's trying to rescue this kid from his evil manager. Right. And then we find out the manager is not even evil. The kid is a fucking crazy, unending age, whatever he is, uh, harmonica prodigy. But he's not a prodigy because he's just a fucking eighty year old man right. who's been playing harmonica forever. Yeah, it's, uh-huh. it's weird that he's just just good at the harmonica. It didn't really. He picked some strange. That's a weird thing to focus on. Like, <laughs> yeah. learn the piano or something if you're gonna be. You know what I mean? If you're gonna be around for hundreds of years or whatever they they say he is, right. Uh, yeah, you can learn a lot of shit, not just the harmonica. I will say this: when I, I, there was a kid when I grew up state. There was a, uh, I was, I wasn't, I was an adult when I saw this kid, but he was a blues performer. He was like a, like a prodigy, right? He's like twelve years old, but he played a fuck out of the guitar. He played saxophone, piano, drums. He was this fucking prodigy. Uh, but at the time, but he's playing the blues, and I'm like, eh, you're a twelve year old white kid. You don't know shit about the blues. You fucking, you not only do you not know it, like you're a twelve year old white kid who's a, an amazing musician. Your life's doing just fine. Uh, after the show, I look at him and he's he's like he's twelve years old, but he's like he's dressed up like a blues man, right? So he's got like a right, fucking right, suit right. or whatever. And I look over and he's just like sitting on this couch with these two like fifteen year old girls who are just fawning over him, <laughs> and he's just like pimping like this. And I was like, you know what, dude, you got the blues down pat, brother. Yeah, yeah. You do you. That does bug the shit out of me when it comes to like the blues and like jazz and shit like that, where like you really like straight laced white academic people have to deconstruct it and like literally like deconstruct like how to physically play the blues but that's not what the blues are about yeah 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 yeah. it's all about the the context and the context right that's why every fucking blues song sounds like banana like you can just do that and then it's all about the the emotion and the whatever like you it's yeah exactly fuck it it's riffing music yeah 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 yeah, be proud of yourself because you learned how to play the five notes (laughs) Uh, the kid in this episode is creepy as fuck. Yeah, he's weird uh, shit. Since he's not a, I mean, obviously we find out he's not a kid, but he is super fucking creepy. And that sh- the the flashback where we see the accident uh, that turned him into whatever he is, and like he's like pu- comes up, there's like a burnt corpse on his fucking shoulder, and he's just like windswept hair, <laughs> and he's just like staring into the like where the camera would be or whatever. It is the creepiest fucking thing. 
I have ever seen. Yeah. Well, that's the origin story of the, the devil of this story. Yeah. You know? And it, it, it reminded me of when I was in like ninth grade, we watched some animated movie about Hiroshima. And it was. Jesus. Yeah. It was fucking horrific. Cause like you're like, sit down and watch this. And you're watching this like a bunch of kids playing in the park with their parents and like a frisbee or whatever. It was a nice day. And then a bunch of people melt. Like, it's fucking horrific. It's like just children turn to ash. And I was like, I, you could have just told us about this, man. Like, I don't need to. I'm, I don't, I'm too young to watch this fucking cartoon. I don't need to see a cartoon of nuclear holocaust. Like, <laughs> it's rough. It's weird that they made that. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure. And it, like, I, it looked like this style of animation. So I'm sure it was like a Japanese movie. Or yeah. So we kind of discover what's going on with him because they, they figure out, uh, they find an old news clipping of him from like 100 years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, he's with a different old man. And we realize, oh, okay, he's using the old men. It As looks, cover. Looks yeah, like yeah. they're his manager, but they're actually, this one's, the one he's with right now, which is, it's like a zebra or giraffe. There's like two yeah, yeah. guys, is uh, paralyzed or whatever. Right. And uh, they, they, they end up with his body. Um, does he get thrown out of a window? Is that the one? Yeah, the first the first bounty hunter shows up. The guy who, they, whose body uh, they, it's the the new guy, the new guy in the wheelchair is the one who they get his body. When Spike goes to he's going to Spike goes to rescue the kid, yeah, because he doesn't know the kid's not right, bad right. or whatever. And the kid shoots fucking shoots Spike in the arm, and he realizes whatever, and he gets the, the paralyzed guy. Right? Okay, yeah. And then they take him back to the ship, and, uh, and they put him in this fucking <laughs> helmet called like an Alpha Catch or yeah. some bullshit. It's called an Alpha Catch, and it's one of those things where they just don't they just present the reality to you, and that the. You know, you, you don't you don't need to be surprised that this exists. Right, right, right. This it, show's taking place in a future where this already exists. Yeah, but yeah. like those psychos on that ship, if they just had a mind reading machine laying around, wouldn't you constantly be fucking with it all the time? Yeah, just so br- they put this thing on, and you can just re- see his memories. Yeah, you you see from his like point of view. So the, when the first bounty hunter showed up and got thrown out that window, you now see what happened, which is that guy confronting the kid, yeah. and he has this ring that can somehow kill the kid because it's got a stone from the moon or some horseshit. Like he, that's the thing about this show and all shows like it inherently is that all of that like the trappings of it if the story isn't interesting the rest of it just comes across like bullshit right so like the explanation of the gate crashing into the moon and that created this stone that will now kill the immortal kid because of the serotonin or melanotin, whatever <laughs> build up. The word it is. singularity gets thrown. Singularity around, gets thrown around. It got caught. The, the hyper gate crashing caused the singularity, which made him an immortal. It doesn't matter unless I give a fuck about the rest of it. Right. And I do in this case. That's why the reason this show works is I do care. The characters were interesting. The story is interesting. It's all the other stuff works. So I can put up with the nonsense of it. You yeah. Know what yeah. I mean? Uh, there's like dream sequence while he's in that coma, like the the guys in the coma, or whatever they're reading his fucking brain with that. There's also a part of that where they show Spike being like rebuilt after he gets killed or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First time. Yeah, it's just strange. And then that kid, so he, Spike shows up to like I don't know, like just kill that. There's some they've arranged some meeting where uh, the kid like kills this taxi driver and takes the cab. Uh, right, and he's chasing him. 
he's in the taxi and he spikes in the jet. Yeah, 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 and shoots that thing out. But he cut, like he shoots the taxi. The taxi blows up. And the kid's fine. He just he climbs out of a flaming cab. Yeah, yeah, because he can't be killed or whatever. Yeah. Uh, what, except, I, what I like, what's going on here is that uh, they, uh, they figured out to kill him. They have to carve that crystal down into a bullet. Yeah, which is very like uh, werewolfy, sure, like silver bullet kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you know he chases him down into this building and uh, fucking shoots the shoots kid the kid in the in head the face. Yeah, he shoots that kid in the fucking face, and then the kid like smiles because he's like, "Oh, I can't die." And then whatever the chemicals in the stones start taking over, and he's like, "Oh shit." Uh, at which point he just ages a hundred years or whatever immediately. So he just turns into this fucking crazy, wrinkled, zombie-looking monster of a man. But his teeth falling out. It is fucking creepy as <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's kind of a heavy moment where you're, like, supposed to contemplate, like, holy shit, this was, like, an immortal kid who was evil because he was immortal. And, uh, you know turned to all this crime for that reason and then when he finally gets killed he says thank you like, yeah yeah because like, i finally i'm free so this whole thing and my fucking my favorite part of the episode is that while that's happening completely what goes straight past spike he doesn't care he takes the kid's harmonica he throws it in the air and shoots it <laughs> fuck like <laughs> yeah, just yeah. saw the most insane thing like, yeah you'll ever see in your life you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's very true <laughs> uh the other there's one I had said in the previous, uh, the last episode we taped that, like, I get annoyed by future shit, like when they do a crazy new drug or whatever. Yeah. The one that they do in this episode that annoys me, and it's just a, it doesn't even matter, it's a little nothing, but it's just dumb to me. I don't like when they future up something and fix it that doesn't need to be fixed. Why does the taxi have a weird hand, like, joysticky <laughs> thing to drive? The steering wheel is perfect. <laughs> it's what we'll use forever. Yeah. Even like like you're driving. I get in a plane, you need to be able to go up and down or whatever. But you're on a horizontal. You're just on a road. A steering wheel is fine. <laughs> I feel like that weird one hand grip is worse. It's maybe, worse. Maybe it was a handicapped person. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't at all. That's just what cars are now. Maybe it was a space handicap. <laughs> Uh, well, that's the end of this episode. Unless you have any other references you need to drop. Nah, man, I think that was about it. If anybody, if anybody, if I if I don't catch anything, just tweet at me. Yeah, tweet at sure us for sure. I'd like to know tons what of we're missing. Shit that I'm not. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Uh, again, at Feral Jokes uh, for Jake Flores. I'm at Chris Cubis. If you like the show, follow us on. Go to iTunes and throw us a little likey poo. Yeah, and, check uh, out my album Humors on. Uh, it's on iTunes and Spotify. It's you should spelled, do that as well. You. Super dope. Uh, I got. Oh, also, um, if you live in New York, uh, me and a comic named Blake Midget run a drunk spelling bee at the Creek in the Cave, uh, second Tuesday of every month. Definitely go to that. It's a fucking good time. We used to do it in Austin. I can attest to it. Uh, have the day off afterwards because yeah. you're gonna be drunk. Uh, that being said, uh, thank you, and we'll see you next week. Word. I'm not a 